Hi, hello, welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is September the 23rd, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. So far, it's been a nice and chill Saturday <clears throat> Saturday morning, uh, almost afternoon, you know. So there you go, we're transitioning as we speak. Uh, yeah, I haven't really done too much today. No food yet. So Sally, no food corner reports. Uh, I did go for a nice little walk, nice little jaunt. And that was good. I'm loving that the Halloween economy is really booming right now. I'm seeing more and more decorations on my street. That's fun. That's cute. It's very cool. Uh, the weather is nice yet again. Nice and sunny. Still being able to wear a hoodie and shorts. Let's go. So yeah, it's nice. It's a vibe. Uh, Let's see here. I think that's pretty much all in the personal news stuff. And honestly, I want to try to drill through some of this news so I don't keep you too long. Uh, Let me take my classic startup and then we'll get into it. Oh, I do actually want to mention, um, this is kind of a little bit of side, side news. I forgot to mention it yesterday. There was, I was driving off of work and I saw some people with some picket signs and I was like, oh shit, wait. And I look over and I see it's a UAW strike in my own town. So, um, I was, you know, driving Westchester area. They, you know, were setting up, they were picking and uh, I just I got to finally honk for, um, you know, a strike line for picket line. And that felt really good. That was very wholesome. Felt felt fun. I wanted to mention that on the pod. Also, that is still very much ongoing. There are, I believe, still striking at plants. And it's weird because then there's like um, sometimes like reverberations in that where it's like, well, this other plant now has to kind of do a temporary layoff because um, they uh can't ship their parts to this place that is on strike now they're not doing anything so you know it's having that effect in that way but overall that's a good thing Uh, i've heard good things from ford so far like talks are going that's good but uh you know so far it's still slow but at the end of the day that's kind of what this is supposed to be is it's supposed to kind of hit them in different places different times and then you know you have more time to do it because you're not doing it all at once in mass so uh, you know, I'll try to keep you posted a little bit more with that without trying to do too much play-by-play, trying to find a balance there. But that was something that happened to me yesterday, and I wanted to mention it. All right, now to the news at hand. Let's go to Ukraine. Uh, from Reuters, Russia hits Ukrainian energy facilities in biggest attack in weeks, Kiev says. Let's see. Russia pounded energy facilities across Ukraine on Thursday in its biggest missile attack for weeks, uh, firing what Ukrainian officials saw as the first salvo in the new air campaign against the national power grid. Excuse me. Power cuts were reported in five Ukrainian regions in the west, center, and east, 
reviving memories of multiple airstrikes on critical infrastructure last winter that caused sweeping outages for millions during the bitter cold. Uh, let's see. Officials said at least 18 people were injured or were wounded in the airstrikes, including a nine-year-old girl and a regional governor said two people were killed in separate overnight Russian shelling. Um, okay. Then there's another thing I want to talk about here. Uh, a bit of a triple feature on this one. Uh, from the Insider. Ukraine refused 10 Leopard tanks from Germany because they needed repairs and it didn't have the technicians and parts to fix them, report says. So, uh, Ukraine has rejected 10 Leopard tanks sent from Germany because they were in such poor condition. Authorities in Kyiv refused to import a group of Leopard 1A tanks on the grounds that they needed significant repairs. Ukraine lacks the spare parts and technical expertise to fix them. Uh, and that was per the uh, Der Spiegel uh, newspaper outlet. Uh, let's see here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is something that was kind of surprising to me. We had had this talk, uh, I want to say like what, months ago, just talking about, and over time, just this is the military aid that's supposed to be coming. And it's like, you know, two things that Zelensky, you know, Ukraine has been saying they want. They want fighter jets and they want, um, you know, tanks. They want, you know, ordnance, things of that nature so that they can really fight a stronger fight on these like, you know, front lines. So these tanks are really important. They were asked of a lot of countries, you know, I, I know the UK delivered, I know Germany, uh, I think Poland has delivered, at least maybe there might be some fighter jets or whatever. But essentially, um, you know, this is a big deal to get these tanks. Um, so to find out that some of these tanks were literally lacking and, you know, too disrepaired to even work and use. Uh, also, I think they had issues as well with uh, training. It just seemed like everything was on such a, a fast schedule that they weren't able to make it happen. At least that's kind of what they're saying on, like, you know, on paper or on wax, whatever. But I also kind of feel like it's just yet again, like, kind of one of those things where we're showing, like, look, you guys are caring and you care and you want to, you know, give. But at the end of the day, you didn't even give tanks that were ready to use or could be used, like, in some of these situations. So... I do think that's kind of telling in a certain kind of way, uh, though some tanks have been used, you know, to some effect. Uh, you know, I've seen some get just blown up, which is really like, oh, damn, you know, that that's fucking crazy that like you just got this tank, you put it on the fucking you know, front lines and it just gets fucking blown up and you just charred. But, um, you know, I guess such is such is war. I don't know. This was just one of those things that I did want to cover and talk about. And I kind of just like, okay, we'll just bundle it up and put it in a Ukraine little episode that we have right now. Uh, all right. <clears throat> we have one more thing I wanted to cover. I think I'm more like, yeah, there's, there's more details. If you want to read The Insider, you can, by all means. Uh, let's see. The next one is from The Independent. Double blow for Putin as Black Sea Navy attacked and Ukrainian forces punched through Russian front line. So this is some good news for Ukraine. A Russia's Black Sea Fleet headquarters were in flames after a missile strike on Friday, bringing yet more woe to Vladimir Putin after Ukraine's 
tanks reportedly broke through his front line of defense in Wednesday's, or blah, 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 let me run this back, um, bringing yet more woe to Vladimir Putin after Ukraine's tanks reportedly broke through his front line, uh, his final line of defense in re- Western Zaporizhia. Okay, at least I said Zaporizhia, okay. All right, give me, give me credit for that. Give me flowers. Um, let's see here. Photographs show firefighters fly, uh, battling the blaze in the port city of Sevastopol, while the Russian Defense Ministry confirmed one serviceman was missing in action as a result of the assault. The attack took place less than 24 hours after Ukrainian armored vehicles reportedly advanced over the front line, known as the Sorvokin Line, in western Zaporizhia for the first time, signaling a major breakthrough for Kyiv's counteroffensive in the region. The two events come as Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky looked to Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for further military support after securing a $325 million defense package from U.S. President Joe Biden on Thursday. Uh, a little bit of an asterisk there. That's still got to go through Congress, I believe, which is so fucking jammed up. I haven't fucking talked about it, but yet again, we are on the edge of another fucking government shutdown. Gotta love it. Um, I'm really not trying to cover it. This is probably as much coverage I'm going to do unless, you know, the wheels fall off again or whatever. But, um, yeah, uh, that's a part of it. Like, which is weird because Democrats are really like the strongest pushers for this, uh, you know, military aid. And there are Republicans that are really for it. And then there's Republicans that are really like, we don't want to do this or we have questions or we want to like, really like say maybe not so much. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at with that aspect of it. But, um, yeah, you know, back to the front lines. Um, I believe that, like, drones were involved in terms of, or maybe, was it drones? Um, no, they they are missiles here. Okay, let's read. Uh, the Russian Defense Ministry said five missiles were shot down by air defense systems responding to the attack on Sevastopol on Friday. Sevastopol residents said they heard explosions in the sky and saw smoke. Uh, now, let's see. Ukraine has not directly claimed responsibility, but, um, you know, there's also, um, you know, let's see, quotes here. There's from a commander saying, we promise that there will be more. Um, and that was Lieutenant General Mykolia My- Olishchuk. Okay, there we go. That's the name. Um, so, yeah, um... Those were some actions. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I really wanted to cover here. Uh, no, I will say that a bit of a more spillover. Poland and Ukraine have kind of been of a bit of a tiff um, over the grain shit. Uh, essentially, they've kind of been protesting a bit in Poland, like the prime minister, um, kind of saying like I think more or less to the effect like we've gotten given enough aid. And, um, you know, we, uh, this is in terms of like the military stuff. And they're like, we're trying to focus on showing up our, sh- you know, our own shit. And, um, you know, they also are talking about the whole grain thing. Zelensky kind of popped back and there's kind of been a little bit of a tit for tat there. Um, you know, there's, that's extra news. Okay. This is kind of the crown jewel of the day. This is really what I wanted to get to. Sorry. You know, we got bogged down in Ukraine. 
Um, let's go ahead. Uh, ABC News. Senator Bob Menendez indicted again for corruption. Allegedly had cash stuffed in coat gold bars. Um, I implore you, please look this up in terms of just seeing some of the, the photos of Bob Menendez. Um, and the picture I have in the thumbnail, it's him and his wife, uh, who is Nadine Arslanian. Um, so yeah, let's see. Bob, Bob, I believe, is 69. I think she's 56, if I'm getting their ages right. But yeah, they say again, because this is the second indictment he's gone through. Um, I believe he was, there was a mistrial in 2018 for the first indictment, which he's like just clinging on to for his reputation. Like, look, I beat that case. It's like, well, a mistrial is not beating the case. <laughs> the mistrial is like, we couldn't convict. Like, you're just free. You're, you're a lucky man. <laughs> um, but let's see, let's get into it. A federal grand jury in New York has returned a sweeping indictment against United States Senator Bob Menendez, who is a Democrat um, New Jersey chairman of the powerful Foreign Relations Committee in connection with improper foreign relations and business dealings. The investigation focused on a luxury car, gold bars, and an apparent allegedly... Um, and an apparent allegedly received by Menendez and his wife, Nadine Arslan, Arslanian, whatever. Um, his wife is also indicted. Uh, let's see here. The indictment charges Menendez and his wife with having a corrupt relationship with three New Jersey businessmen, Whale Hannah, Jose Irby, and Fred Dades. Um, the indictment accuses Menendez and his wife of accepting, accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes in exchange for using the senator's power and influence to seek to protect and enrich the businessmen. Just essentially corruption. Uh, these bribes included cash, gold payments towards a home, mortgage, compensation for a low or no-show job, a vehicle, a luxury vehicle, and other things of value, uh, said in the indictment. Um, now, going back to the 2015 indictment that he um, beat in 2018, uh, let's see, the previous charges against Menendez centered on his relationship with Florida eye doctor Solomon Melgan, a close ally of the senator. Menendez allegedly accepted gifts from Melgan in exchange for using the power of, this, of his Senate office to benefit the doctor's financial and personal interests. All right, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer announced Menendez had stepped down as the chairman of the powerful uh, Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Rules of the Senate Democratic Caucus say that any member who is charged with a felony must step down from a leadership position. However, according to a uh, person close to Menendez, the senator will not resign. Menendez is facing re-election next year. So, yet again, we have a bold man uh, who's not fucking leaving. Uh, <laughs> for years, forces behind the scenes have repeatedly attempted to silence my voice and dig my political grave, Menendez said in a statement about the indictment. Since this investigation was leaked nearly a year ago, there has been an active smear campaign of an anonymous sources and innuendos to create an air of impropriety where none exists. I have been falsely accused before, 
because I refused to back down to the powers that be and the people of New Jersey were able to see through the smoke and mirrors and recognize I was innocent. Uh, you That's a mistrial. <laughs> that's not how that, that really worked. Uh, but okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, let's see. Man, you I really implore you to see the jackets because they, I believe this is in 2022, I, they do a raid or some shit. And, you know, they go through his home, they, they pull out all the shit. And, um, like, quintessentially what Menendez did, the, the Menendez family, they said, hey, we're just going to hide the money and the gold bars that we got. Because in this situation, I believe um, Egypt uh, also gave them some money. Like, this is some deep shit. They were just, like, just taking all comers. Just give us all the money. For, and we'll do whatever you want. And... They have all this money and gold that they're putting in their jackets of their coats and shit, which essentially is just putting it under your bed. And it's like, oh my God, I cannot imagine going through the whole three year trial that you went through and then saying like, you know what? I've learned absolutely nothing from this. I'm just going to kick it old school because I'm goddamn Teflon Don. And it's like, no, Bobby. No, you're not. Like, you literally have your name on the jacket that is filled with illegal money and gold. Like, come on. Come on. Just do better. I, I implore my criminals of this fucking great state or this great, you know, country of America to do better. Be better. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you're caught. You're busted. You're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Obviously, you're living in tomato town. But, like, god damn it. God damn it. I just want to see some finesse out of these motherfuckers. Find a fucking account. Find some safety deposit boxes. Like, fuck, man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, in June of 2022, federal agents searched Menendez, New Jersey home and found fruits of the pair's corrupt bribery agreement with the three businessmen. Uh, according to the indictment... Investigators found $480,000 in cash, some stuffed in envelopes and hidden in clothing, as well as $70,000 in Nadine Mendez's safe deposit box. Okay, so they did check the safe deposit boxes, but, you know, you could still take them out of the state somewhere else, please. <laughs> Come on. Even though they're probably going to find them. <laughs> Uh, also found in some, in, in the, in the home were a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold bars provided by either Hannah or Dibes. Uh, Menendez allegedly gave sensitive U.S. government information that secretly aided the government of Egypt and improperly advised and pressured a U.S. Agri agricultural official to protect and an exclusive contract for Hannah to be the prev exclusive purveyor of halal meat to Egypt, according to the indictment. So that's where Egypt gets involved. Um, let's see here. Menendez also tried to disrupt a criminal investigation into a second businessman in the trucking industry that had been undertaken by New Jersey, atten New Jersey Attorney General... Uh, the indictment said the senator is also accused of recommending someone to the president to be the U.S. attorney in New Jersey who he thought he could influence. That is Philip Selinger or Selinger, 
um, who got the post ultimately, but he recused himself from the investigation and has not been accused of wrongdoing. I'm assuming he was just kind of charting the stars, reading the tea leaves, and thought, oh, I got a sucker here, and I'm going to use him. I'm going to pump him. But um, it didn't really go to that that extent yet. And the guy's like, okay, I see that I was kind of a pawn in their game. I'm going to just get out of this investigation. Smart call. Uh, Let's see here. Is there anything else I really wanted to touch on here? I don't know. We, we love a good fucking grifter. We love a good fucking corrupt goddamn official that really just sours the whole fucking bunch. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is a Democrat. It goes to show that, look, I don't give a fuck, like, whether they are a Republican or a fucking Democrat. If they're doing fucked up shit and I find out about it, yeah, I want to fucking talk about it. I want to fucking do coverage on it. I want to fucking say, boo this man or boo this woman. Um, also... Once again, a little bit more side coverage. I know I'm just going long for longer. Uh, I did not talk about Lauren fucking Bobert, a.k.a. Lobo. Um, she went Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice at a Beetlejuice musical. Um, she was vaping loud. She was uh, getting fondled, uh, fondling. Uh, it was crazy, 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 crazy shit. Um, you know what? But I wanted to cover Bob because he did something real. He was doing real crime, real shit. So, you know, well, I guess I just did both there. All right, there you go. A little bit of both. Uh, one more thing to talk about before I let you go. This is nice and light, and it's, it's local. So, I mean, if you're not from Ohio, you could probably just, you could leave if you want. You can go, but stay. You know, we got to talk. We're going to have a little, you know, break together. We could just, you know, break some bread if you'd like before we go. But, yeah, I got to talk about Ohio news, and then I'll let you go. Um, so, yeah, let's do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is, ooh, ooh, ooh. This is from WLWT5. Ooh, we're keeping her so local. After defeating issue one in August, woo, Ohio voters decide another issue one in November. This is so fucking annoying. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate or conspire, you know, be too conspiratorial. It does feel like this was just like made to be a stumper, even though it's a stumper for both sides. So maybe not. I don't fucking know. But let's talk about it real quick. A much-debated special election last month in Ohio ended with the defeat of Issue 1, a measure proposed by lawmakers in Columbus to make it harder for citizens to change the state's constitution. Another Issue 1 involving reproductive rights will go before voters during the general election in November. It's confusing, right? Uh, Jim Perez said. Uh, Perez is an abortion rights advocate with an organization called Red Wine and Blue, which was founded in Ohio. I think this is intentional that issue one is what we're facing here in November, Perez said. The November version of issue one is a citizen-led petition-fueled effort to add abortion to protections to Ohio's constitution. We've been having conversations since the spring, since March, We've we where we were saying step one sign the petition step two vote no in August 
Step three, vote yes in November, Perez said, which is something that I'm kind of using as a very, you know, good guideline because it's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, so now it's inverted. And I've seen this shit before when I've gone to go vote. You hear what an issue is and it, it just seems like you would instinctively want to say like either a yes or a no, but it's an intentionally inverted to kind of screw you up. And it's like, why would you do that? And it's because whoever is in power wants to make it tricky and sticky for you. And I hate that shit. I hate that that's allowed. Um, but, you know, such is the game. Uh, it's basically been the reverse for anti-abortion activists. So, I mean, you can, you know, read that if you'd like, you know, essentially, you know, the uh, quote unquote pro-lifers, their opinions on the matter. But yeah, I I just wanted to call attention to that issue, uh, just like I did before, because Lord knows I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be fucking, you know, hitting them buttons, doing my fucking shit. And I hope you are as well. Um, So yeah, just something I wanted to kind of do on an end note. I didn't want to forget to cover that. And I will probably do a reminder before it happens but yeah that is the episode okay good oh good we did good i that was a little bit more news than i was expecting to cover today and i'm glad i didn't take too long so yeah that's the episode there we go uh if you'd like to support the effort i do have a patreon patreon.com slash isaiah news i will dub the a newsy and um oh, oh excuse me i'm burping i don't care it's the end um, I dub the Anuzi. I say your name at the top of the pod, and then I will also plug a project, thing you're doing, thing you're on, and then let's see here. Uh, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com if you'd like to send me some feedback for the free free, free 99. Uh, let's see. Then uh, follow me on all the socials, connect with me on all the socials, and then I'm on the YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Thumbs up. All the stars, all of the comments, positive comments. Please be nice. Give me head pats. We love that. Attaboys. We love to see it. Um, but yeah, that's the episode. There we go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being a friend. And hopefully I'll see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.